Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dating Intelligence, the podcast. I'm Christopher Lewis, and we have an exciting show for you today. I'm here at Curated Wine Shop here in LA, down in Hollywood, and I have this amazing guest that flew all the way from New York just to do our show. Um, so I'm gonna leave with this first. Our guest today knows the antidote to dating site fatigue and wants to help people in a dating space by trusting in matchmakers to connect you with other singles in order to achieve relationship success. By combining technology with database perspectives, this premier matchmaking service gives dating apps a run for their money in the relationship wellness space. Please welcome the forward-thinking CEO of Talkify, Kelly Ammerman, to the show. Hi, Kelly, how are you? I'm good, Chris, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Good, so we're gonna, we're gonna run this, because like I said, everything that I do is usually off the cuff, and this is an off-the-cuff location, as you can see. We have this beautiful wine shop, this amazing sign behind us. Thank you. Uh, um, uh, to the wine shop people here at Curated Wines for having us in, Johnny and Kelly, thank you. All right, so I want to get into a little bit of your story, first and foremost, and I wanted to start with um, your beginnings on how you became the CEO of Talkify, one of the most dynamic, talked about dating matchmaking services around. Yeah, so <laughs> my story has been a bit all over the place in terms of not having had a history in the dating space other than this fascination that I had with people and how they work from an early age. So I've read every relationship book under the sun and have just always been interested in how people are the way they are, what makes people tick. And one of the things that I keep coming back to is how important relationships are in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so that theme kept coming up for me. Um, so I started off my career in public accounting and then ended up going into the venture capital space. And That's so, great. Yeah, so okay. I, I got access to a lot of startup companies, entrepreneurs, founders, and then ended up working for a family office. And so I got to see a lot of ways in which people were changing the world and how they were making an impact. And so during that time, I reflected on how I wanted to make an impact in the world mm -hmm. and realized that I really cared a lot about relationships. Just and, in general, just people in general, like I always say. Yeah, right. exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I study predictive analytics. And so I have a data background. I love analyzing data and I love relationships. And so I was introduced to the founder of Talkify, Kenneth Shaw, and we immediately hit it off in our first that. meeting where we dove into the data of dating for two hours and uh, built a relationship over about an eight month period until we decided that it made sense to partner up together That's and right. change the dating space. Awesome. And tell everyone out there, how long has Talkify been around for? 11 years. 11 years. Yes. All right. So now you being in now being obviously the CEO of the company now, I mean, you must see and get a lot of questions asked about dating relationships all the time. So um, one of the things I want to ask you is like, how do you feel the matchmaking component of Talkify compares to, let's say other dating apps, because I know that people are online doing this more as well as, um, to get to you and to all the matchmakers you have and all that stuff. So what let people know out there, what sets Talkify apart from just the average uh, dating app? Yeah, so it's quite interesting because matchmaking has been around forever, mm -hmm. even longer than the dating apps. But the dating apps went through this period when they came about where it was there was a stigma around meeting someone online. But now it's become destigmatized and that's the way that most people meet. And so anyone who's dating pretty much is on one of the dating apps. 
Um, and I think with matchmaking, people are still understanding what does it actually mean to work with a matchmaker. Right. And so we're breaking down the barrier and making something that has been only accessible to the very wealthy individuals and making that more accessible to the masses in America. Love um, that. Yeah. Because, and, I, and I agree with that because one of the things I tell everyone for myself, it's like um, even before I started my podcast a few years ago, I said one of the things that I feel is going to make a comeback are matchmakers. And just because I feel like dating apps are just giving people, you know, like they said, there's fatigue They're They have a headache They're They get obsessed with it. They're they're waiting for, you know, by their phone every second of the day just to see if someone is ding them from swiping right or swiping left. Right. Exactly. So my thing for me has always been like the matchmaker is going to make a comeback just because I feel like people want that one-on-one -on -one attention that that one-on-one -on -one component that's going to help them to find their right match so um what do you think about that i think you're absolutely right there's mm -hmm. a lot of comfort in working with a matchmaker because you don't feel like you need to be constantly swiping on your phone and that if you're not doing that that your dating life isn't active right and if you're working with an individual they're taking care of it and they're working together with you so it's more of a partnership than anything love that so i think you feel a lot more secure that you're progressing in a way that you want to and that you're ultimately going to find the person that you're looking for that's great and you're in good hands guys one of the things that you know kelly's saying is that one of the things that i always say is the fact that Look, I mean, it, it's, it's you know, honestly, dating's a job. You know, it's like we always say that people only spend, what I've been saying out there, they only spend about 5% of their lives, roughly about 5% of their lives and giving their uh, all to dating. And when these people out there want to date, they spend more time with work. They actually spend way more time even exercising than they do looking for love. So I feel like having a matchmaker in your corner, it alleviates some of that pressure. And it actually, um, once I'm sure as you know, for your company, once the matchmaker gets that perfect vibe of their client, it's easier for them to match them up with others out there. Yeah, and I think that most people think of dating and if they are working with a matchmaker as, oh, I don't need help with my dating life, I know how to date. But the interesting thing about this is if you equate it to anything else, you know, if you want to get good at a sport, let's just mm -hmm. say tennis, you know, you'd work <laughs> That's a with good a sport you chose, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a very fun sport. And so you, you, there's no shame in working with a coach to fine tune your game, learn how to hit strokes and get better so why would we not do the same with our dating life that's correct agree and by the way so i know you don't know this but that's actually my day job i'm actually a tennis pro that's oh, what i do every day no. that's why i was like yes I, I get that i totally understand that kelly you're right because everyone like she said everyone needs to continuously hone their craft i mean you just have to it's like you have to work those muscles continuously you just can't go out there into the wild and just say okay where am i going to drop off and see what happens so right mm -hmm. unless you're like i always say what the lucky five one percent five percent that actually maybe goes out for the first time and actually finds their match so it's right. rare and even when you do you know we all want to have these great healthy relationships but we don't learn how to do that so we need to develop the skills to be able to make sure that we not only find the person that we're looking for but maintain right. these relationships right finding out what you actually like you can go out somewhere that might actually not be the right correct person you're down the road so we it's it's like a process it's like you finding what once again what are your non-negotiables what's 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 uh, what are you exactly looking for you know obviously i always tell people you know you're going to have your specs on what you want from a person but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to add up to exactly who you're going to be with down the road so so exactly. have an open mind all the time right yes. first and foremost um and that's why um, leading to this next question now, do you feel that people that come to you, are they, 
are they at their wits end most of the time at the dating apps? Because I've heard a few of my friends, and this is why I'm glad to hear because they're like, oh, you're meeting with her from Talkfam? Like, yeah, they go, we've been wanting to get on Talkfam. I'm like, then just join. What's what's the problem? Yeah. So spend a little bit of money and join. I feel like it, the best you can do is like, you have someone in your corner that's gonna help you. So do you feel like people are using uh, Talkify as like, look, I'm sure you've probably heard, I tried the dating apps, you know, I, I just need a better way. We do get people who are a bit fatigued. You know, I think it's 73% of people who are using Talkify have been on the dating apps. Um, you know, and I think that there are multiple strategies to finding a person that you're ultimately going to be with. Mm -hmm. But not everyone's necessarily at their wits end. I think they're just ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. And it's really about the mindset. And so the people who say that they want to try it but they haven't yet, I think this is true with anything in life. You know, if you wait forever to do something, you will not have done it. That's absolutely you know, so right. So the time is now. <laughs> and like I said, there's like, what are they supposed to say? There's no better time in the present. So exactly. yeah, so you hear that guys? It's like, give it a try. And once again, I'm sure from your end, if I may ask you, how do you find uh, dates for your clients? Like what, what, if you want to let everyone out there know, because I, I hear that if you, a lot of matchmakers need people who are around and able to date, right? Who are open to dating. Right. clients right so there's a is, do you guys have a, um, a database of people like that that just fill in fill out information for that yeah we do okay. so we have a couple different options to be on our platform so we do have the client option where people are paying to work with a matchmaker and then we also have a membership option where maybe you're not ready to work with someone and you still want to date mm -hmm. and potentially be matched with one of our clients and so you'll join to be a part of our database that's great yeah, yeah. that's awesome See guys, you can have it both ways. So either way, it's like, I feel like you need to put yourself into another situation, another type of uh, form of dating that's gonna help you. And so I feel like the matchmaking companies are really a good way to go. Um, so tell me a little more about yourself now, Kelly. Are you single? What's your, what's your story now? I'm in a relationship. And how long have you been in your relationship for now? Six months. That's great, well, congratulations. And, how, and if I may ask, how long did it take you to finally find, to be in this space for you right now, the six month stage? Yeah, so, you know, working in this space, I think that I've had access to a lot of resources mm -hmm. to really fine tune the type of person that I'm looking for. And so I went into it with a lot of intentionality. Right. And I think that when you do that, then you can find the person who's a good fit for you in the long run. Um, and so the process has been really supportive and I think very intentional on my part. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on that. It's not, Thank I'm you. telling you, it's not easy, right? It's like, it's, it's no. a roller coaster ride. No, it is a roller coaster <laughs> ride. It, you know, like one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> it's like, you seem like you might, when you find that person in about a month, they're like, oh, it's like something just failed at, me at this moment in time, but it's a process. And I, and I tell people all the time, look, it's good. You need to actually go out in order to seek what you're looking for. Because once again, I feel like, like people that I help um, in the dating space, I feel like they, they have great intentions. They have, you know, they know what they want, but the funny part is that they have no idea on how to continuously pursue that type of person that they're looking for. You know, and with that being said, it's like, for instance, like I was asking, telling the guy the other day, I asked him a question. I said, well, you know, you've been going on on dates a lot. Um, how's that been going for you? And he's like, it's been going great. But the problem is I feel like I fall into the friend zone a lot. And I said, well, let me ask you this question. I go, when you're on these dates, I go, if you feel like it's going okay, I go, what, how do you end your date? He goes, well, let's say we got to dinner. He goes, we'll go out to dinner. And then all of a sudden it's like, when dinner's over, I'll say my goodbye and dad. I go, well, why don't you try to prolong that date a little bit more? And he goes, 
oh my God, that's such a great idea. You know, I go like, maybe take it to the bar or maybe if there's something around the corner, right. hey, are you open to go in and have more drinks or whatever, coffee or whatever it is, I'd like to continue this conversation in this date. And he never, he, he, I blew his mind. He's like, as simple as little things as that, he was like, I never thought about that before. So, and these are things why I feel like people end up failing a little bit in that process because they don't take it to the next level because they don't know how. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we work on too with our clients Good. is that there's so many expectations that people have about what's supposed to happen on the date. Right. And we work on these, like you're saying, these little things that actually make a huge difference for people and the outcomes in their dating life. And I think it's focusing on whatever that thing is for someone and making progress on each individual date mm -hmm. that ultimately helps them get there. Uh, it's all the extra little things, guys, like, like Kelly's saying, just all those little things that you can do to make it better for you. And, and sometimes it's not even that big. It's just like you said, it's the small things. like having the right conversation with someone or just basically staying um, communicating and just staying engaged with the person. That's first and foremost. Yeah. And I think having hope too, because if we go back to that list where mm -hmm. people kind of fine tune and say, okay, this is the type of person that I'm looking for, you know, it is an iterative process and you might find out certain things about a person on a date and you realize, oh, actually I really like that. And I'm looking for that in a partner mm -hmm. and the list might change. So I think you need to be open and flexible and, and have hope that ultimately you're going to get there because Agreed. I think along the way people kind of get a bit fatigued from the process. Yeah, right. And and don't be closed-minded, guys. That's the other thing, like she's saying as well. Be open to different possibilities because I know that um, I've spoke with a lot of people when you look at them or, or hear what they want in a person. It's just like, okay, you can just pick the top three. You know, take the top three, let everything else happen, like you said, by chance, and just a little bit of hope and just go with it. You know, but I feel like. A lot of times, first and foremost, I always tell people, just when you're going out, have fun. That's the best thing you can do because if you're if you're too busy focusing on the little things and nitpicking or, or, or reading the wrong signals of things that are wrong with the person, not right with the person, you're already, you're, you're already lost at that point. Completely. Mm -hmm. And we try to avoid that too, where so much information out there has people focusing on what are the red flags, you know, and, right. and looking for those within the date. But if you're so focused on the negative things that are showing up, you're not seeing what you do like or being open to the possibility that you might learn something from Agreed. this person or from that experience. And dating is supposed to be fun. A lot of fun, guys. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what's what's the best way, first way, you're meeting people all the time you're out on a date. You're meeting someone and you're learning something new. And quite frankly, you're learning something new about yourself. And so I think that's the most important thing. Um, but I think that's great. And um, so, all right, so next up for you with Talkify, how's um, the response been over the past year, especially since COVID happened? And now that COVID's done, how are we, how is the company growing? What's the growth uh, um, next, next level for you guys, in other words? Yeah, so dating has changed in a couple of ways during the pandemic and after where people are more open in some ways and other mm -hmm. ways they're not. So I'd say that video dating became extremely popular during the pandemic. And I think that people were open to expand where they met someone. Right. They didn't have to just be in their backyard. You know, it could be in another city or even another state sometimes. And so we're working with a lot of people who say, you know, I'm just really looking for the person and I don't care where they are. That's great. Um, you know, we've also seen politics become even more increasingly important to people. So that's something that we saw change over the course of the last couple of years. Okay. And 
as well as I think people really be more intentional, intentional about yeah, how they're dating. Right. Mm -hmm. And not that they necessarily weren't before, but I think that they were coming into it more thoughtfully and wanting to sit down and have these conversations to really make sure that they were setting themselves up for success. Love that. Love that. Do you feel like most people, um, when when your um, bios, for instance, when with the people that you're setting them up with, um, are they, because I know with the, with the dating apps and stuff as well, it became um, pretty vague on the bios for people. You know, people are trying to find the best way to give a wow factor, you know, to make them stand out in other words, right? But um, how for your, how um, authentic do you want your clients to be on their bio? And the people that you're seeking for your clients, do you feel like that they stay true to their bios as well? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, in fact, we actually have a much lengthier bio than what you have on the dating apps. Mm -hmm. The dating apps are pretty superficial information about your education, your heights, uh, you know, what gender you are and things like that. Right. And, and then you're marketing yourself. So there is a lot of pressure to market yourself in a way so that people are choosing you. Okay. But with our processes, it's really about who you are. So yes, of course, attraction is important. But we're not just matching people based off of attraction right. and that being the one chance that they get to to solicit themselves to someone but it's the matchmaker who is really making sure that their values are aligned that they have the same lifestyle that. that there's going to be long-term compatibility that's great yeah i feel like a lot of people especially with apps they have been saying that which you probably know as well that um, you meet someone and they're like, they say something or it's just something's off and they're like, did you read my bio? Like I said, like, I either like this or did not like that. Right. And I find like a lot of, um, the, you know, divorcees with kids go through that a lot because there's a lot of people, if they say, hey, I have a kid, you know, and all of a sudden the person's like, oh, I don't want any kids or I don't want to date someone with kids. And you're like, you didn't even look at my bio first and foremost. Right. And so I always say about that is that, you know, these guys and girls are looking at the photos, making the physical attraction the most important thing, and they don't care what everything else is down there. So um, that's something that I feel like is important with the matchmaker as well, because you're actually there to help them go through that bio and find that perfect match for them. Yeah, exactly. And our matchmakers are screening every single potential match before right. they're actually going out on a date. So those questions are asked ahead of time. You know, do you want kids? Are you religious? Uh, do you have an active lifestyle? Things that are important to people. That's great. All right, guys, I just have to say, I've been having a blast with HelloFresh lately. I mean, for the past month and a half, I have been using HelloFresh every single night for all of my dinner plan meals because I don't have much time during the day to actually go to the grocery store and take care of all this stuff. HelloFresh takes the stress out of a meal time by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door. This fall, skip that extra trip to the grocery store and have dinner ready in no time with America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh is more than just dinners. You can also stock your fridge with easy breakfasts, quick lunches, and fresh snacks. Just shop HelloFresh Market and add any of these tasty time-saving solutions to your weekly box. I mean, for myself, when I get done with my day, I just don't have time to figure out what I want to make. And with over 40 different recipes and 100 different meals to choose from every single week, HelloFresh is a no-brainer for me. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Intelligence and use code 50Intelligence for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. That's right. You heard me. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Intelligence and use code 50Intelligence for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Now, and this is the question that's going to lead us to our topic for the day, by the way. So do most of the matchmakers in this sense, when you find a match for your client and find that person for them to date, are they talking before they go out on their date or is most of it blind dating as well? 
No, we are unique in that we do blind matchmaking. Love that. All right. So this is going to be a good topic, Kelly, that we're going to jump to. And this we're going to have a lot of fun with this. So see that, guys? So there's an old traditional way of blind dates. And people have said that blind dating is like a dinosaur way of doing things now because of social media, of, you know, um, the web and things like that. And the internet, you can find anyone's information on that. You can find their photos. You can find out what they do. You can find whatever. But I also say that, you know, the blind date is probably one of the most fun way to meet someone because it's you're taking a chance, you know. So tell what's your take on that now that you're now that we're into this now, what's your take on the blind date? You know, it works for us. Mm -hmm. And so that's a philosophy that we've taken over the last 11 years. And we've had people ask, you know, are you sure you can't show us photos <laughs> or, or tell us a little bit more or anything like that? Um, you know, but we've we found that we've had thousands of couples get married, Love and so that. our approach works. Okay, good. Love that. And it, and it does, I think, create this element of mystery and keep that fun in dating. Right. Where, you know, if you had everything up front and you could Google someone, which is usually what happens on the dating apps, is that you make these preconceived notions yes, about someone. So you come in with all these ideas about who someone is or who you think they are. Hoping that they look like they do on their photo, for instance. Hoping that All the, the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like no one wants to be disappointed or they're either disappointed or like overly excited for the fact that, thank God, you look like they who you look like. Well, you're much prettier. <laughs> you know, like you're right. much prettier than your photo. It's like, I don't know, I'll take that as a compliment or not. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, guys. So this is going to be our top conversation. We're going to talk about the blind dates and like i said the traditional blind dating has happened obviously now that we have matchmaking companies and apps out there um one of the things that you know with the blind date is the fact that it's usually set up through family or friends um you know so i feel like i i love it honestly you know i i unfortunately i don't have any friends to set up usually because people always ask me why can't we find a guy like you chris and i go I would never set up any of my friends with anyways because all my friends are douchebags. So it's like, and I let people know that automatically, Kelly. I'm like, you know what? You will never date any of my friends and I will never even validate any of them because I feel like they're just going to screw it up, basically. So I, I, I steer clear of that for myself. But on the other hand, though, I, I appreciate someone who's actually really good at doing that. Like, um, you know, you have a friend, which I'm sure probably you even work for a matchmaking company. You've probably had your friends say, hey, I have someone for you. You know, I have someone that I want you to set you up with. So have you ever been on a blind date? I have. Okay, and did you go into it eyes wide open? How did you feel about that? You know, I was really excited okay. when I went on the blind date because <laughs> you, you know nothing about the person other than that someone has validated that, okay, you share some of the same interests, you're right. looking for the same thing in terms of what you want for your life. And I think there's a lot of excitement in that, that that person may potentially be your person. And so I went in with it with just open eyes and a curious mindset and it ended up being a great date that's great yeah that's awesome and how many dates in by the way with this one one or did you go on a few dates with that person if i may ask i went on a few dates okay i think that's yeah. great see so your friend kudos to your friend who matched you well that's yeah. pretty good and i think that's a talent by the way so well with dating too what we tell people is people are so quickly to write each other off yeah so you really can't know enough about a person in one day. That's true. You know, and so I think it's worth it to explore if you if you 
felt a good connection, if you had a good conversation, that it's worth going on date two or date three to really see how it unfolds. Right, I agree with you there. And I also feel like, um, you know, with that being said, I'm gonna take it a little bit further, is that, um, you know, guys, like she said, if, if you feel like, you know, you had a good date on the first one, and then you're going on the second one, don't go down the rabbit hole because sometimes, like I've had a lot of people when they go out on the second date, they start doubting situations or their own insecurities kind of present themselves and they start turning it in on them like, okay, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs? I'm like, well, what if? You know, what's what's the problem? Like, it seems like you're actually going on a second date with this person, so something must have gone right. So for you to doubt that now and start going down the rabbit hole of all these insecurities, that it's it's like don't don't do that. Just keep an open mind, like you said, and just find out on the second one if it was really right the first time. You know, yeah. because sometimes it can be that one off. You know, you go off that person the first time. Oh yeah, we're getting all this outside noise, guys, because we were here at curated wines. Um, great. <laughs> Do you feel like you're back in New York right now, Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> well, Familiar this, noises. Right. This is a part of what we do, right? But no, seriously, no. Like, I feel like people, um, you know, if you feel like the first date was going well, give the second one a try because, like you said, if that's going to be the determining factor, the second and third one, you can really say, okay, this was this was legit. Yeah, and I think there. that's a great exercise. Even if people are having these thoughts of what if, okay. Right. What if? <laughs> You know, the, the answer usually isn't so bad. Right. And it's something that someone can bear. So it's always worth it to take a shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So here's another dating thing for you. So we're going to stick with the uh, the pros and cons list. So um, another one is like, that's good for blind dates, which I'm sure once again, throwing the matchmakers in there, it's because people are just too busy to do it on their own. So we need help as in the matchmaker or a friend or family to set them up. And once again, like I said, our, our, you know, our, our lives are busy. And once again, like I said earlier, people actually spend more time with work than they do looking for love. So I feel like it's a thing where be open-minded people. You know, if your friend sets you up or you're at a matchmaker, just be open and saying, yeah, what the hell, give it a try. You know, the, the next pro that I always want to let people know is the fact that um, if you're open-minded, easygoing, that's the best type of person to actually set people up with blind dates because they're like, yeah, sure, what the hell, you know? I love my what the hell friends. All my what the hell friends are the best friends that I have because Absolutely. they're just they're just open to anything and all possibilities. And that's how you actually find your mate. It's so true. And when we talk to our matchmakers about what quality do our most successful clients have, the number one thing that they say is that they're open-minded. That's great. Now, if you have someone that actually, I'm gonna use this word, and I, I'm, I mean to be too harsh about it, but someone who goes on a few dates and they're not finding their person, and you realize that hearing the feedback from, you know, not getting the client's feedback and the person they went out with, right? Um, if they feel like that person wasn't for them or something went wrong, how much does your matchmaker go, look, you have to look inside yourself now. It might not actually be the person you're dating, it might be you. So how do you guys spin and work that? And that's part of the process okay you know I think that sometimes people do come in with the idea that I have this list just go find that person right and dating is a collaborative process it's not just some matchmaker going out and finding that person for you but you are responsible in how that goes too right which I think is a very empowering place to be in is that you actually have some control over your dating life and how it goes and so it's really about how you show up, some of the ideas that you have, if you're working through any, any beliefs, um, you know, what your attachment style is, and anything that might be getting in the way of you having a relationship that you want, 
you know, it takes two people to create a dynamic. Yes, it does. Right, right. And I feel like people have to take their own responsibility of, of their end of it as well. You know, I feel like yeah. um, if something's failing, look at look and look at yourself and say, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And I feel like that's another thing about being able to go out on many dates in a sense because of the fact that it's going to give you that um, litmus test on what you like and what you don't like, honestly. Yeah. You know, that's the fun of it. So I'm always looking for new games to download and I came across Bingo Bash. This game is now my go-to downtime fun when I'm in between dating clients and social media work. I mean, who doesn't love bingo? This game has a ton of different theme rooms to choose from as well as lead play where you can compete against other players. It even has a Monopoly theme room with Mr. Monopoly himself where you have to make your way around the board to build your empire. But at the moment, I'm getting into the spirit of Halloween and playing in all the spooky theme rooms and trying to win rewards to advance and level up into other bingo bash rooms. I have to admit, the game is fast and fun, and since I have a competitive nature, you connect with players in a thriving bingo community, as well as climb the bingo bash leaderboard by earning points with each game by competing against other players for the top spot. So for all my listeners, download Bingo Bash for free today on Google Play or Apple Store and join the bingo fun. And you might actually catch me playing against you in one of your other games. So I was at a Dodgers game um, the other night because I'm always like looking around to see who's on their first date and everything as well. So I'm at the Dodgers game the other night and this couple behind me, they're probably in their mid-20s and the girl's just, she was hilarious. She's like, oh my God, you knew it was a first date. And I was like, this is interesting, a Dodgers game for a first date, right? But I like the fact that they were doing it. So you, I'm listening behind me as they're talking about what they do, you know, who they are, what their likes and interests are, their music choices and things like that. And um, there was a few opposite things there, but you could tell that she, was really into it because she was trying to give off that thing like hey I'm open I'm just happy to be here and you know this is we're in a great environment where like I knew that he was you know probably not struggling but you know it wasn't he, he needed a little bit of a, a nudge yeah you know? so, and also it was kind of funny on how he was like and so eventually these other people came in they were sitting in the wrong seat first of all and he's like oh he goes I'm not really too good at this stuff like that. I was like, oh, don't say that guy. Just own it and oh, be like, no. oh, well, you know what? Shoot, we're one over. I would say we're one right. row over on the other side, but I would have been like, don't ever say that, you know, I'm not good at this stuff because what else are you not good at at this point right. that she's thinking about now? Meanwhile, she's as bubbly as possible. I'm like going, oh, she's a winner. I want to set her up with someone else. Yeah, you know, but she was a winner. So we might have to, I should have gotten her number. No, I'm kidding. We'll have someone for her. Right, talkify, talkify people. That's the way to go. So, um, all right, next question for you. So are your matchmakers, um, their skill level, if something is going off, like, so I started helping um, uh, floating around as consulting for a couple of matchmaking companies here in LA. And one of the things that I do is I come in, they call me the fixer in other words. So if they're, once again, if, if data's failing, the reason why I asked you that question, if your client's failing, they send them to me and I have to assess them to see what's going, what's really going on. And it take actually, it, it's pretty quick for me to do that with some people. And this is like one of the guys I was telling you about, about saying like, do you ever like prolong your days? So he's like, oh no. And I've had another guy had something off to where he was like, he, he was easy to read as well, but he had some things that he needs to work on himself. So, but that's why I was asking. I feel like sometimes they're, they're open to going on these dates, but they're not willing to figure out what actually is going on with them. So, and it's like the dater that could probably be the best match for them, but because they're not totally secure or have the right, um, what's the word? They're not polished enough to finish it off. That's where those dates might fail in that sense. So I'm curious to know, 
What do you think the percentage is that, of that is in the dating space? You know, where someone, let's say like, you know, you and I, we're on a blind date or a first date, right? And um, it, it could match up totally down the road on paper or just in general, like we're a match for each other. But because something has gone wrong from either side, we lose a little bit of something. You know, like for instance, like you're saying, well, he was, he was a good guy, but we're, we're in the friend zone now. You know, whereas if it's just a little bit more of like an edge to that person or something might be more attractive. I feel like, you know, people are, in other words, I guess I'm getting out, people are about two degrees of separation from really going out with each other at all times. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's not that far off for me. So I, I feel like you come with the right attitude and the right perspective, the right um, confidence. I feel like it can go a lot farther to get that second and third date. And that's a win for anybody. So, and so once again, I guess I'm getting at people who go on first dates where they just don't get to that second or third date. Um, and you feel like your match is like, God, I, I could have sworn this was a good match on paper. You know, what, what do you think might've been that callous to make that fall off? So that's where those conversations with the matchmaker are fantastic. And we get what we call date feedback. Okay. So the matchmaker talks to both the client and the person that they went on a date with to hear how did it go. You know, so you get two people's perspectives about what actually happened on the date. Right. And so that's where some of that information that comes up where you can say, ah, okay, okay. maybe it's breaking down here. So for the next date, let's try this, you know, small tactic to then get you to the second and third date. Perfect. And do these people now, are they open? Even if let's say the data you got the information from, you know, we kind of hit the friend zone. Are they usually willing to maybe try it with that person again? A lot of people are. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. See that, that's the beauty of it. And then how many, what do you think the success rate after that happens when they do, where they realize again, oh my God, like I must've been out with someone else because this person's fantastic. Yeah, so we track this by determining if it's a yes, yes match. So okay. for us, that means that both people wanted to see each other again. And that happens about 35% of the time. Okay. Uh, so a yes match where at least one person wants to see them again happens 80% of the time. So it's oh, quite that's high. great. But of course, you need the other person yeah, to, to agree want with to see that. them too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And just to give a bit of context or perspective, the success on dating apps is about 12%. That's great. Yeah. So that's, that's way lower. I mean, and it's just, once again, it's, I feel like the timing and the, the issues of that, but that's once again, why I appreciate the matchmaker because your, um, your level of matching correctly and is a higher percentage, which is by far, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, and I tell people all the time, it's worth it. Just give it a try. And so, and I know people shun away from the price of uh, matchmakers as well. So do you want to talk a little bit about that with pricing? Yeah. So we actually are the most affordable option that's out there. Traditional matchmaking firms, more boutique firms cost anywhere from a minimum of 25,000 right. for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are a much more affordable option and okay. we actually guarantee dates. So where, as some companies say, it might be between a range of, let's just say four to eight people, you are getting what you're purchasing. That's great. Yeah. So we offer it in terms of three dates, six dates or 12 dates. And what's the, um, what's the turnover with the dating, by the way, to like, um, for instance, are we talking, obviously it's gonna be on the person's schedule and their time, yeah. but um, how often do you like the average person goes out on, on a date about once a month okay that's yeah. right and that could be more or less depending on the person's availability 
but it is about logistics and coordinating schedules, but it usually comes out to about once a month. Okay, that's great. And that was my next question. If someone finds someone out of town, for instance, mm -hmm. let's say someone's coming in from New York to LA because they're thinking about moving here or whatever, but they're here for a week and a half. Do you guys try to set a few dates up for them if he's open or she open to doing that? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, all the time. So okay. we have clients who are traveling, for instance, to say, oh, I'm gonna be in San Francisco from this state to this day. Can you try to match me with someone there? So they'll screen accordingly and we'll set up a date for them. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. Yeah. See guys, you can't do that with a dating app. I mean, you can, but I mean, the odds are you're gonna find something <laughs> not right in there. So, <laughs> okay, so we're gonna jump into some of the uh, some of the cons of like the blind date now. And one of some of the cons that I've found that, and I, that I always tell people as well, is that, um, you know, you're literally first and foremost, you know, you have to keep your expectations low. Blind dating is about luck. You didn't ask this person out and you can't feel guilty for the wrong choice because everything has been arranged for you. So, so first and foremost, yes, that could be a, you know, like a con because they might sometimes actually take it out on that person because if they're going on a date and they go, wow, you know, you matched me with someone that just wasn't right for me. And, and all of a sudden you're, you're blaming the other person for mismatching you, which isn't fair. So um, another con is like, you know, basically, you know, when you're going on blind dates, make sure, well, not really a con, but you know, it's, it's, there's going to be some sense of awkwardness, obviously on this date. And I feel like there's awkwardness on every date, honestly. What do you think about that? Definitely. Yeah. It's the first meeting all the time. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, people's nerves come into play. I actually think that working with a matchmaker helps alleviate some of that because some of the values or questions that are very important to you that you want to know about someone that you might not feel comfortable asking on first date, right. the matchmaker has already asked them. So you can like literally just like you're going to ease into conversation because you already know that this person has some similar interests as yourself to make it for an easier approach in conversation. Exactly. Love that. Communications key people all the time. Um, another one, you know, uh, that they always say is that what is the other person's intentions? Now that that's just a tough one because, you know, even though I might have set you up with one of my rowdy friends here, Kelly, um, or one of your friends, not you, because you're in your relationship, but one of your friends, um, once again, they might have intentions of saying, well, you know, what, it might be a night to get some sex, or it could be something like um, other than that, or like doing as a favor for my friend. Look, I'm just out here as a favor. You know, how many times have you heard that? I've actually had. Um, one of my friends actually actually said that um, when he was out on a date and the person that he went out with on the blind date was, look, I'm only out with you because I'm doing as a favor for this other person. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that, that's, that's a low blow. <laughs> that was a, a real low blow and I felt really bad for that person. Um, another con as well as like, um, you know, like I said, most people, if you're not the most, and I don't like using the word introverted, but if you're not the most, um, you know, socially awkward, let's just say, if you're socially awkward, that, that's that's a tough one on a blind date as well because I mean how do you start at this point so nothing worse than getting two social awkward people out on a date with each other and I'm sure you're probably out with your you know significant other and you probably look around the room and go you probably size and go oh that's not going well over there at all because you just see them both just fiddling around and not really engaging with each other yeah. I can always tell when that's happening as well yeah it's, it's a little awkward <laughs> yeah I mean I think that's a huge indicator that it's probably a first date right right yeah well our matchmakers speak to them ahead of time you know so if they're working with someone who knows they know is socially awkward mm -hmm. or has some bit of anxiety around it they'll help them with questions and talking points on our virtual dates we actually have a panel on the right hand side that oh, that's great has questions yeah. you know, if you get stuck you can just glance over and see you know hey maybe ask them about this restaurant that they said they really like Love or that. their you know favorite hobby or what they did this past weekend
See, we all need our own zero, zero, what's it, zero note de Bergerac in our corner, people. You know, like, I love that that happens on virtual dates, by the way. So I love that someone's actually there to do that. That was a question for you. How, how do you feel like virtual dating is, by the way, you know, um, and how many virtual dates do you feel like someone needs before they finally decide that, hey, this is, this is a match? Like, when do we meet? Yeah, I mean, it's person dependent. And when someone feels comfortable meeting in person, I think a lot of people feel comfortable after the first virtual meeting to meet up in person. Because usually you can engage that there was a good conversation, there's attraction, that you feel like it's worth your time to go and explore a bit more. Love that. Yeah, love that. I think that's great. I, I, I think that's a I think the virtual dating, especially during COVID time, that helped a lot of people get used to that as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I know people have had dinners across on video or they just play games across each other. And it, and it does take away from that extra anxiety that most people, if they're afraid to meet them in public, I feel like it's a great way to, for a starter date, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh my God, this is great. All right, guys. So once again, I have Kelly a Amerman from uh, Talkify on our show, and uh, she's just got this amazing... Like I said, matchmaking company, premier matchmaking companies, thinks outside the box, guys. And like, and I know a lot of you out there have heard of Talkify because I know a lot of you. So um, I always get a lot of uh, dating questions came in, coming into that saying, hey, what about Talkify? And I always tell them, I go, I think they're amazing. So I'm a huge advocate of what you guys do. I'm a huge fan of what you guys do. And um, I just feel like it's, it's the next best way. And thank you guys for putting out such an amazing service for people who are in need at an affordable price, by the way. Yeah, well, thank you so much for referring people to us. And, you know, if people are interested in learning more, definitely come check it out. And if they're not ready to become a client and they're interested in dating, joining our dating pool is definitely an option that um, gives you higher chances of success for a relationship outside of the dating apps. Yes, it does. And tell people on how um, that may happen. Let's talk about people who just maybe can't afford to be a client yet, but they do want to put their um, their hat in the ring for that. How do, what do they do? Do they just actually just go to talkfi.com? They go to talkfi.com mm -hmm. and they'll see that we have a membership option. Great. Okay. And they can just sign up and just be a part of the dating pool. Exactly. That's great. And guys, you're, once again, it's, it's another way of raising your odds on maybe finding your perfect match for you. So um, putting yourself out there once again in any possible format or form or platform, um, it's an amazing sense. Now, last thing before we get you to go, out of all these things, and I'm not going to say anything because I don't want you to talk against your company, but be just most the most organic way. Still, people need to go out and meet people socially. The best organic way to date? The best organic way to date, I would say, is start doing things that you love to do. Love that. Yeah. Finding your people. Right? Exactly. Yep. So start from there, guys. Like Kelly said, I agree with her 1,000%. You know, the first and foremost is that go when you go out you never know who you're going to meet you never know in any situation but at least if you're having if you're having some anxiety start off in what you like you know maybe in a hiking group maybe in, like you said your tennis group whatever it may be but you'd be surprised on how much in common you have with someone just from that beginning to make it much easier down the road to find your perfect match exactly and it doesn't always have to be someone that's there but maybe they introduce you to someone Correct. that might be a good fit for you too right and if that doesn't work out at all you're always that's a new friend Always, exactly. you know, I'm all about friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Kelly, what can we plug? What are we up to um, before we head out from California back to New York? Is there anything that we, you can plug besides Talkify? What else do you want everyone to know out there? Anything else coming new that you may be able to share about the company? New that I want to share about the company? Well, we are all working on a new product line okay. and even more accessible product line for people. So 
come yes. check that out in the next month awesome. and we'll have something exciting to offer even more people. That's great. And can I throw in one thing for your company? Absolutely. Um, Adam with S'mores, I heard yes. is now a part of your company as he well. Is. I heard that's an amazing company I looked at as well and I knew that was, that was I mean, a great combination for you guys. Good, good, good call on that, by the way. Yeah, they are an incredible team. So we are so lucky to have them and we were really excited about what they were doing because they had the same philosophy as Talkify in that they were doing effectively blind matchmaking where awesome. it was based off of people's descriptions of what they wrote about themselves and you had to chat more to reveal photos. I love that. So it yeah. encouraged conversation, a real connection to be able to actually see what people look like. Right. So it was the dating app version of blind dating. And so we decided that it would make sense to partner together. To it's a good merger, by the way. So, yeah. so how do you incorporate that? So now they still have their own thing, though, obviously, right? They're completely part of Talkify. Okay, got yeah. it. That's great. Yeah, so we are actually launching a mobile application in the next couple months. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, when that happens, just let me know and bring it to LA, please, because we're all ready for that. So, absolutely. All right. <laughs> all right, guys, I have Kelly Amerman here from Talkify, and I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out on your Sunday to come do this. So, thank um, you so much. Yeah. And I want to, and where can they find you on, on Instagram? Do you want to just plug Talkify? Is there anything else they can find you? Yeah, you can find us at Talkify. That's T A W K I F Y or Kelly Ammerman. All right, guys, you heard it from her. And for myself, as you know, you can find me at, on social media at Dating Intelligence, and my own personal is at Fetch Sport. And we are here at Curated Wines. Thank you to Johnny Joss and Kelly Reynolds for having us here today at your amazing shop. And that's another episode of Dating Intelligence. Thank you. We are out.